0: This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook and 30 free days of Audible by signing up with our link, audibletrial.com slash issues. That's right, you'll get a free audiobook and get to use Audible for 30 free days. So please do that. It helps out the channel more than you could possibly understand, and it help will will help provide me with the funding I need to be able to go to Westworld in the future and completely live the crazy lifestyle. So, help me live the crazy lifestyle in Westeros by donating to the show, Patreon, PayPal, or helping us out through Audible. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review. Westeros Season 1, the finale breakdown in a feedback kind of show. Basically, What the hell I'm going to do here today is I was noticing a lot of awesome comments in the comment section below. Some people emailed me some questions about the Westeros finale. The Westeros. The Westworld finale. I got Westeros on my mind. I can't help it, folks. (laughs) But here I am today to talk about, just basically answer the questions and tie a little bow in it. But I am going to be back again. This isn't the podcast I was talking about on the last episode that I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be bringing a guest in and kinda of re-break down the season, do a re-watch, and then kinda of talk about it again. This is a little different. I haven't re-watched the episode yet. I haven't re-watched the season yet. I'm just still high. I'm st- my body's still shaking from this Westworld finale. It, I haven't felt this good about a finale of a show, maybe, or for a season, in a really long time. Since maybe, well, besides Game of Thrones. If we take Game of Thrones out of the equation, Maybe Breaking Bad or something like that, the way a season ended. With the Gus Fring season, how that all ended and tied a big bow onto it. This show has me feeling better about my television life. (laughs) Better about my interest in the way finales work, the way everything comes together. Reading everything after the fact, everything that Anthony Hopkins is saying after the fact, everything that the Nolans are saying after the fact, it all coming together I I can do nothing but applaud. And yes, if people are getting sick of hearing the ball washing, the licking, the me basically bending over and taking Westworld's balls and putting them into my mouth, in and out, in and out, wash, rinse, repeat, you better turn this podcast off now. Because ultimately what this is going to be is like 20 minutes or so, a half an hour, however long I'm going to talk, glowing touching myself inappropriately in all sorts of part, my, parts of my body and how much I enjoyed this finale. Everything hit on this finale for me. They gave us enough information to answer all of our questions for season one. They introduced mysteries into season two. They put a nice, complete bow onto it in a way that I think some people weren't exactly expecting. They actually gave us answers, gave us a conclusion. This storyline finished and we're ready for a next one which the next one is gonna be all about chaos. You can just see it where, and I think Nolan has said this, I might be repeating something Jonathan Nolan said, where season one was about control. This next season is going to be about chaos. Wow, just what a conclusion to the finale, and it's a good place to start with my the very first question. Someone said, I don't understand the finale, Phil. Could you sum it up really quickly? Well, what was the point? The point was that the men in black and William, uh, Arnold wanted the host to become sentient until he realized that the humans were using them. Or, excuse me, Arnold wanted the host to become sentient until he realized what the humans were to use them for. He didn't want them to have to go through being aware and dealing with all this. Ford was being pushed out of his own company. His way of getting back at the company was to remove the code that was keeping these, uh, the hosts from killing guests and then allowing them to seek revenge on the people uh, that caused them abuse. Like he'd been saying, this world wasn't for the humans who had thought themselves gods amongst the hosts. It was for the creatures, the hosts themselves. That was just a quick little reaction to the question that you gave me, uh, Cindy. So, that was just my initial feel of that, but I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that's going to be answering your questions and comments in extremes, because I might be way off base about something, I might not understand something, but when I don't understand something, I look to the best. The beautiful, the wonderful, the greatest, the motherfucking chat! And I'm so excited to be here, holy crap, we have Sam, Lola, we've got uh, the Puppasaw Podcast, we have Claudio, we have lots of fun people, we have Nick, we have uh, radio, we have so many fun people in the live motherfucking chat. Lois says, I didn't watch this, I just love this fucking chat. I definitely need to re-watch this whole season. The Men in Black reveal was mind-blowing, says Nick. It really was incredibly, and if, if you watch my reaction to that in the reaction video, I was like, oh, he's Logan, oh my God, he's Logan. Oh shit, oh no, 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 he's not Logan. Oh fuck, oh crap. I say this a lot and I'm gonna repeat this again. What makes Westworld great and other shows that create mysteries like this show when people go, oh yeah, it's just another fucking jerky off mystery show. If someone gives you that reaction to being into Westworld, say no. This fucking show finishes you off. This show tells you whether you're going to like what you're going to see or not is a different story altogether. I can now suggest this season for someone to say, you're not going to get television blue balls at the end of this season. You're not. They're, they know how to do a cliffhanger at the end of the season. Lead you into the next season without not satisfying you for the previous season. And I think that's if we want to get into the specifics of what this season did and all the storylines and how it how it goaded us in different directions and all of that, we're going to do that, whether it be in this podcast, more likely in the later podcast, I do breaking down the whole season point by point. But it's hard not to appreciate just the fact that this show did it. They had questions they wanted answered. They responded to those questions. They give They gave me a sense of closure. I've heard a couple people say this, and they weren't saying it as, Fuck, the show, more in a, wow, this show could, this show should end here. I said it the other night, too. If the show had just ended right there, if that was the end of the show, if they had not been picked up for a second season, I would be upset because I want to see what happens next. But if that was the conclusion of the series, I would be satisfied. I would feel like I got an excellent, clo- excellent closure for the season. That's how well that they, for the series, they hit it on all, all individual points. I see, like that could have just been well, a really awesome eight and a half or whatever it was nine hour movie, but it could have just been a big long cinematic movie, a story, a single thought from beginning to end. And I think when you're into shows like this, whether these kind of shows are what you're into, and by these kind of shows, sci-fi mystery oriented shows that set up well, not necessarily sci-fi, but mystery oriented shows, suspense shows that keep you on the on the edge of your seat about what's going to happen next in the story. I mean, you could say that about all things, but this is definitely a genre in and of itself. What makes these shows great for me, especially nowadays with the, the way you get television, the way we're at sort of now, now, now sort of situation, a show like this completely overwhelmed me with how it did so many different things well. I could binge watch this whole season and be completely satisfied with it, week to week. It gave me things to talk about week to week. But then it also gave us that conclusion at the end of the season. So the people that were like, oh, it's not two timelines. Oh, William's the man in black. William's not the man in black. All those debates, we actually got a conclusion to that debate. We actually got an answer. So that the people can be like, oh, you're right, you're right. But there was a lot of evidence on both sides. The show set things up. So it was a real mystery. It was a real suspense novel. Of a show, of what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Where, where, where's the ball? Where's the ball? A big giant game of uh, three card monty or something. Lola, well, uh, I'd give it a try. Watch the first couple of episodes, and with the knowledge of what I'm saying, that these mysteries that get introduced at the beginning are going to get answered at the end. And if you feel if you feel like someone's fluffing you up and stuff, and not giving you a conclusion in those first couple of episodes, and you're like, I need to I need to get off. Otherwise, I don't want to get touched. <laughs> then know that you're gonna get off at the end. But right after the first couple of episodes, you'll be able to tell if the tone of the series is something that's you're gonna be interested in. Because I've said this before, it's not for everybody. If certain people say, ah, I just don't like the tone, I don't like the way it moves, I don't like the, the nature of the show, it takes me too out of reality, or whatever, whatever reasoning... Some, some people, some people don't like Christopher Nolan movies. I know Christopher Nolan, again, this is Jonathan Nolan, not Christopher Nolan. But some people just don't, some people don't like Martin Scorsese movies. You know, you know, like everything. Some people don't like the Batman animated series. All these really awesome things. Some people, some people don't like ice cream. Really. There are people on this earth that hate fucking ice cream. Not just because they're lactose intolerant either. They just don't like the taste. They don't like the warm, the, the warm, the cold sugary, delicious, deliciousness of Westworld. And I get it. But some people have complained to me when they started watching this series that the people, more people in my real life, I don't want to watch another mystery show. Lost left me hanging. Lost left me with two of blue balls. This this other show, uh, The X-Files never gave me any answers. This show never gave me any answers. And I, to those people, I say, come on, just do it. Take the ride, take the ride. You're going to get spanked at the end. Board? Yeah. Okay, this was a big one. This was a big one. And I, this goes without saying, because I don't think I've gotten into any big ones as of yet. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen the Westworld season finale yet, as much as I love your presence in here and love your time, be in here at your own risk. I'm going to be spoiling the Westworld season one. It's going to be happening. It, if it hasn't already happened and I haven't realized it yet, it's happening. So this might not be the place for you. And anyone who's listening to the audio podcast, thank you guys for all your support this year for the West Westworld coverage. But Ford dies at the end. Anthony Hopkins' character dies at the end, or theoretically dies at the end. That host that we see being made in his lab, there's a lot of talk, was that going to be Teresa? Was that going to be another Bernard model? That very easily could have been Anthony Hopkins, or it could have been Ford. It could have been Ford making a android version of himself to upload his sentience into it or excuse me the other side of that could be that the ford we see blow his brains out isn't real ford it's an android ford or something it's a 3d printed ford i don't know if that's the case but i think the show made a natural organic way of making it so that if season three ford shows back up they've had enough situations for. I don't think Ford's going to show, I don't think Anthony Hopkins is going to be in season two. I think season two is going to be very specific to the storyline that we get towards the end of this episode with the Maeve storyline with the the robot upri- uprising starting. There's a reason why after the credits, we got an ha- after credits see- scene with Armistice, is that her name? The girl with the tattoos and stuff into in the Terminator kind of thing with the arm, ripping the arm off and stuff. To show you that, that in one way is a hint or a, or teaser, obviously, for the next season and I think what the kind of feel for the next season is going to be with this intensity going on, with, this, with a lot of it being the, the ridding of the, the human population from Westworld and, or understanding or the, even the, the androids discovering that some humans might not be bad or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm not as smart as the Nolans or their writing team, so I'm not going to try to, not going to, try to book in fan fiction this shit right now, but it's going to be something to, something to that effect. or it seems like to me with the hints that are going on. So let's just... um, uh, Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay, this show gets me so excited. I'm like... And everybody knows that I am a fucking... I'm a fucking talker. I just can't shut up. And so, here we go.
1: You're a talker. Listening to talkers makes me thirsty. If any more words come pouring out your cunt mouth... I'm going to have to eat every fucking chicken in this room.
0: Okay, I'll shut up now, buddy. Okay, so jump in the live chat. What's up, Claudio? Great to see you. Prep the lube. I'm going to give it a try. You should, Lola. Definitely give it a try. Ford was making a host body. He ain't dead yet. And then we get... This gets mentioned in the questions before, but, but Dick mentioned it right there, so let's get into that now. We get the samurai world. A lot of people were wondering why the guards backed away when Armistice was standing there. It's because you see the samurais in the background... And it seems like that's going to be – it seems like they are going to do – And to me, what I took that as is confirmation that we're going to get other worlds. This is a little bit of a spoiler alert from the movies, but I think this information's out there. So if you're a little apprehensive about this, you may want to skip ahead like a minute or something like that. In the movies, there are different worlds. There's a Roman – and someone asked this in the comments, and I think there's something like six different worlds or something like that. There's Roman world, fantasy world – um, I forget what some future world there. there's a bunch of other ones and I think seeing the samurai there at the end I think is almost straight confirmation that we're gonna get other worlds and I think that might be a big part of season two as well, or hinting towards the, to the end. Who knows? Next seasons might be based in another world or something like that, or the takeover of Westworld into a samurai situation. I don't know how that's going to manifest, but I think that's a callback to the movie thing and kind of confirming that we're going to see that in this universe too. At least that's how I took that. Uh d- don't listen, Lola. Yeah, Lola, I'm sorry. People are ahead of me. The li- I'm, uh, I mean, I'm ahead of the live chat right now, or I'm behind in the live chat. Lola, get out now. Why? It's safe. We have Sam in the live chat. Sam hasn't finished season one, so not sticking around, but wanted to say hello. Sam, hopefully you got out in time before warnings, but Sam, lots of love. Hope you enjoy the, the remainder of this season of Westworld. Lola's like, I love spoilers. I don't care. We got Lab Lab in the chat. Stevie Nicks. Oh, landslides. Sorry, Stevie Nicks, you're one of my favorite singers in the world. <laughs> Andy says, "What? Well, Andy VB, welcome. Tommy's, we got Tommy in there. And samurai. Ford was making a host body. He ain't dead. Oh, yes. Azimuth Games is in there. We got a we got a voicemail and a couple comments from Azmuth later. Lola is gonna watch this up. Lola, watch it. Critch is in there. Westworld is Westworld is Park 1. Educated monkey. Seems like Mave is going to Park 1 to find her daughter. There is Ford in control of all the. There is a Ford in control of all those worlds. He didn't necessarily say they were better, just realize that they're living life. You can't just toy toy with... them. Oh, meaning like the... Meaning... Oh, I'm sorry. Ford taught the androids... Taught the androids that are better than humans. He's becoming one would be something he would do. He did, uh, becoming an android would be something he would do. He didn't necessarily say they were better, just realize that they're they are living life. You can't just toy with them. And it's such an interesting thing to think about going back to the whole season of thinking about Ford's agenda and something we talked about a lot throughout the season about does Ford know what Maves going doing does what is Ford's agenda? Who is this person messing with messing with Maves code? Everyone they just did such great job at the misdirection and making you think that everything that was going awry was Arnold and everything was a battle between Arnold. When at the same time, we were still all asking the question of what is Ford's agenda? And someone said this in the comment section or might have said this in the live motherfucking chat already today. And I'm just, it's just synced in my head. The real spoiler, the real trick of this all was that the show, at least from my standpoint, I can only speak for me, I related and I chaired for... Maeve and Dolores more than anyone in this world. That they were our my defaulto good guys, essentially, in my mind. Thinking about Ford essentially as a, not a bad person, but someone that was taking advantage, that didn't care, looked at these things as a VCR with tits or something like that, that just didn't think about these, these creatures as real sentient beings. And the big mystery, the big reveal at the end, ultimately, is that Ford is wouldn't say a great person in all ways, he's made mistakes in his life, but that Ford is the one doing all of this. And it almost made sense from the beginning where Ford introduced these reveries. It's a new code, the reveries, the, the mysteries. I mean, everything was there from the beginning that Ford was doing this. And Ford was, this was all part of Ford's grand master plan. And there wasn't a moment that he didn't know what was going on in the park. He got to... Write The perfect narrative for his character to go out, and that to me going back is going to be the sorry spoiler alert. this is a lot of spoiler alerts tonight for usual suspects, the Kaiser Soze of it all, the finding out looking back after you know who Kaiser Sose is and rewatching the movie with that knowledge. I cannot wait to go back and rewatch this season with the understood knowledge that Ford is working for. The the overall good of the Johnny Five is alive of all the the sentience going on with the with the androids and that to me is extremely interesting. Eli, dream of fucking Dolores. You're a robophobe. I cheered for the humans staying in control. I hated the humans making mistakes and the possibility of humans getting destroyed. You robophobe, Dolores crushed any hope of seeing Anthony Hopkins in my TV every week. Hashtag fuck Dolores. I still like the show and the robot story, but I want them to lose overall. A very interesting take on that. Not that I think that you have the wrong take. I mean, I do think you have the wrong – no. But not that I think you have the wrong take, Azimuth. But I would say the majority of people – and I'm, I guess I'm – I don't mean to speak – I don't mean to speak for people. But I guess the majority of people that I know are, are feeling it more from the – the Android side. I'm um, more relating to the androids first and thinking the hu- thinking the hum as the humans as evil in this context. But that's such a weird way of thinking about things. Do I think that? I don't know. It's just a weird and it goes back to our video game thing to the to the humans in this world acting interacting with them. To them, they think that they're playing one giant game of Knights of the Old Republic or or Grand Theft Auto or Fable or something like that. They think that they're just doing. They're playing a game. So to them, is that really an evil activity? If I go play Grand Theft Auto, if I go play Knights of the Old Republic and hack and kill everyone that begs my me for Jedi help, does that make me, Phil, me right here, an evil person for doing that in a video game? No, it doesn't. But if those video games actually had sentience and I didn't know about it and people knew about it, someone else was watching it, and, and the game was sending out SOS signals to you guys listening to this podcast. Phil keeps killing us in this weird loop. He has a save point and just keeps killing us. I would seem like a sick fuck. And I know there's some people in Delos. That's a different story altogether. The man in black. That's something we can explore further later on about whether those people are good, evil people, gray people, or what side of gray, they, what shade of gray that they are. For all you uh, Grateful Dead fans out there. What, what shade of gray he is. But I think, ideally, it's just such—that's at the core of this. I talk about this a lot. At the core, there's a lot of real deep, fun issues to dig in on Westworld. But then, surface-wise, I say this a lot, there's just a lot of great visuals. This was an excellently—the whole season was, but this episode had a lot of action, a lot of visual candy, just a lot of fun. This show's a lot of fun to watch, and it's not just deep and i And I think that's the mistake a lot of shows make or a lot of theater makes and a lot of books make or whatever. It's too hoity toity in its points and its feels, and it gets past at least for me for my interest in things, I need something to dumb it down to my level too because i'm I'm not very deep <laughs> so i i I like something to be not obvious about things, but but sugarcoat the candy. You want to you teach me an important lesson? Give me something on the candy. Give me the choo-choo train. Chugga-chugga-chugga. You want the medicine, Phil? Chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-choo-choo. Chugga. <laughs> give me the medicine. Make me feel good about it. And I think Westworld, more than any other show I've seen that tries to do deep stuff like this, almost any other medium that I've seen, yeah, I'm speaking hyperbolic, but I don't give a fuck, does that better than anybody. Give us a fun thing, a comedy thing. Give us people like Anthony Hopkins with witty, crazy dialogue, Maeve in all of her one-liners. Gives us the sex aspects to look at these freaking hot motherfuckers, boys, girls, fucking horses. Whatever you're into, Westworld has it for you. And just fulfilling all of our senses as being such a video game culture of a generation that knows what it's like to play video games or play choose-your-own-adventure books in, or understand movies and put ourselves into the shoes of these people or have seen movies like Total Recall. It plays off of all of these points to give us this awesome experience. Hello, great to see you. Great to see you, Math. Great to see the humans have been fucking with those hosts for 35 years. The hosts got their revenge. Evil, impolite and evil, says Lav Lav. Charlotte could call on me in her personal gigolo anytime, says Eli. Asma says, that's okay. I just love humanity and beauty. It's easy for robots to be uh to be perfect piffed uh after seeing the interior complex it almost makes me think of the outside world of Westeros isn't really an outside world andy that's a very good point we see that ocean or something like that at one point what is beyond that ocean is it water world out there do we just have kevin costner and uh dennis hopper somewhere screaming at each other <laughs> evil i felt bad for the finger guy in the butcher shop he was so innocent all the other guards that were slaughtered so i'm kind of against the robot uprising on this show eli we say harvard harvinder Great to see you, Harvinder. Michael says, Yo, Phil, the man in black is happy as shit right now. Even getting shot, he's always wanted them to fight back for real. I agree, Michael. And I think that's a credit to Ed Harris as an actor and his performance and how he showed it so, so so multifaceted in his performance in those moments. Seeing him in the man in black outfit and seeing how big and dangerous he looks in the man in black outfit. How intimidating. You see him in that suit and see how weak he looks. Or at least to me, he looks so weak. But that moment when you see that the army of dead and the army of dead is marching on the wall right there. And you just hear him and you see it through the man in black's eyes and you just see him so happy about it because, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's all this shit, but this is what he's wanted. This is why he went through this all. This is why he came back here and went through all this these games. He wants the real game. What's the I've hunted everything. I want the real hunt. the, the last hunt of all men. <laughs> I loved how armistice opened her mouth in surprise when she fired the machine gun that then giggles the second time that whole section was just fun to go back to our fun thing they made they with the with the Hector and armistice stuff with Maeve in this episode, they just gave us so much fun and by fun I say if you're rooting for the humans, maybe it's not fun, but in the sense of the action energy and the way the music went dun 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 dun, just very aggressive very machines attacking sort of music. I, I just loved it so much. Um, Eli is just justifying to kill the humans, though. Uh, Considering Ford essentially manipulated Dolores into killing him, the question is whether she or the others are actually sentient. He merely gives them the illusion of choice at the end. I think that was a big thing about Maeve and Maeve's discovery at the end, that as much as she thought she was getting sentience, it was really Ford. But I think also Ford, what we got through the Ford and Arnold thing was that There is some sort of sentience developed here, but the humans are gods, essentially. They just don't have as much power as one would think. They can't control the actions to to the ultimate extent. But I do think Ford set that in motion. Concerning Ford manipulated Dolores and to kill him, the question is whether she and the others are actually sentient. He merely gave them the illusion of choice at the end. That's a really great point. The more I read that, the more I'm like, wait, is that true? And is this just they're all going to all, all going to confirm a command that Ford gave them all at the end to attack? Is this all just Ford making them all attack, and there's no actual quote unquote sentience? Or has Ford did Arnold ultimately discover the sentience, and Ford has been keeping a lid on it for years, only to say that's just another tool I have in my shed. That's another another thing I can pull out of my bag if I need to. And he always knew he had that. He knew he would try to go to that to a certain extent. But if he could live in his world as his, doing the thing he wants to do and Dellas doesn't interfere, why mess with the apple card? Once Dellas started to push a little bit too much, include the reveries, bring up all of this stuff, and use the sentience that Arnold found to fulfill his goals. So, and it's probably, even if they are sentient, they all got manipulated by him to realize what was going on. So either way, Ford's in control. Okay, fine fine art, you made it. Huge hug to you, one of the best people out there on Twitter and just in general. Great to see you. Uh good to catch what just wanted to catch one of your shows live. Harvinder, so happy you were able to catch it live. That's why I like doing it some of these live shows at off times rather than not them all in the evening on uh United States East Coast, East Coast where I am in the Boston area. I like to do things at kind of odd times so I can catch because I'm seeing so many new faces and new names in the live motherfucking chat right now that I know notice from the comment section or from other times that you guys aren't usually allowed allowed aren't usually able to join me live so I'm so happy to be able to be with you guys right now and kind of just try to steam off some of this excitement it's a couple days later now and I'm still all hot and bothered by that finale and I can't I can't get that out. So I'm trying to get this out, process this all, and then, like I said, I'm going to go do a huge rewatch of the entire series and then come back and talk about it again. So, Biotics in the live chat right now it says Game of Thrones better than Westworld. Game of Thrones is a lot longer. It's a lot, a lot firmer of a narrative over, over six seasons of a show. I like Game of Thrones better. I would put Westworld right now as number three on my favorite shows on television right now. Or number two, switching between two and three, it would be Game of Thrones is my favorite thing on television right now. Two or three would probably be Better Call Saul or Westworld, trading off back and forth. I love both shows a fucking huge ton. Then would probably be Vikings and then a couple of other shows that we'll get into later. I don't want to go through my whole list, but I would say that would be my top top three favorite shows on on at the moment right now are Game of Thrones, Better Call Saul, and Westworld. Westworld's just surprised me so fucking much. I think the better question and the better debate to have going to the future for the people that love both shows um, is who had a better first season, season one of Game of Thrones or season one of, of Westworld or season one of any other show? Where does Westworld season one rank for single seasons of a television show? That's just one season, one season beginning to end, not worrying about all that other bullshit. And I would say Westworld is, it's going to be tar- tough to top. That's going to be something I'm going to do in the offseason, a podcast about that. Because I don't know the answer to that question right now. I'm going back and forth. Um, I think Westworld is too confusing. Explain the final to me. I don't understand anything going on in the finale. People in the live chat can do that too. Uh, basically, at the end in the live, in the finale, we find out that Ford has been setting this up the whole time, setting up all the hosts to discover this sort of sentience, knowing what William is up to, knowing what the man in black is up to. We find out that that younger guy that we see earlier in the season having a relationship with Dolores is the same character that Ed Harris is, that the man in black is at the end, and he is an owner of the company that's trying to take a hostile takeover. Uh, Anthony Hopkins' character is aware of this and tries some tactics to get them away from them, but when realizing that he has no other choice, decides to use a ta- use sentience, and use something that he, that his partner Arnold, was able to discover before the park was ever opened, and was. Killed himself because of it, because uh, Ford was Ford wouldn't let him do that and didn't want the androids to have to go through the pain over and over again. So he killed himself. So then Ford, knowing all of this, unlocked that code inside them and removed all the the safeties of a few of the hosts and set this all into motion to go out with a bang and also just completely destroy any profitability this company Delos might have in Westworld because the place is going crazy with madness. So he finally wins at the end and can turn this park into a place for the hosts to live. That might not be the best description of it. I might have fucked some shit up, but I think that's that's as good as I can do right now without notes. But maybe humans also just have an illusion of choice. Like Sam Harris says, says, Indio Radio. Nick says, when Felix realizes Bernard is a host and starts questioning his entire reality, was that the funniest moment? That was the funniest moment for me. Botic says, what's up to Phil and the hooligans? Ari says, Westworld isn't better than Stranger Things, Luke Cage, or Game of Thrones of The Walking Dead for single seasons. Uh, Azma says, smiles to that one. Literally, the world is locked, stacked, and maybe no open sky except for the top. Eli says, Walking Dead is utter garbage. Ed Harris, greater than Will Smith. If it wasn't if it wasn't so exactly like Arnold's death, I might think Dolores chose, but it was just too perfect. Just too much how Ford the writer would do it. I just don't believe she actually made that choice. Azmuth Games says, well, Critch, they always took an elevator up to Westworld, so it seems strange that they were stacked. Mave's breaking out scenes were the best part of the episode for me, says, Eli, Westworld isn't open to send satellite messages, but maybe the others are sent, talking about what's this, what's that, the visual aspects. what's the, I'd actually say to see a map, a visual map. This is one of those games I really would like, a video game, a Westworld open world video game, just so I could explore it and take a look at what the visual aspects, and I want it to be to scale to what, the show does, but I don't think we're going to get that for a couple of years. Uh, true, but when they crossed into Samurai World, they looked high above the bottom and very deep down from the top. Ari says, Westworld's is not bad. Oh, Luke Gage, read, I read that. It was all Ford, says K. Fine. art, Bonsai, uh Yeah, what was I thinking? The big crevice between the two areas. Maybe that's where the two worlds end. Ford allowed Dolores to make the choices. Claudio, I like the multiple floors. Could all be Westworld. Eli's top is top list is ah no i don't want to see the code scrolling down scrolling down eli's top final was a solid four to ten hodor is greater than arnold bionics trolling people in the live chat out there uh eli says game of thrones vikings westworld my top three favorite shows kyote's in there great to see you kyote the underside of the samurai world is the overside of the gap map Huge hug to Miss Fine Art in there. Uh, Ari says, Arnold is finally dead. He was a sick man. Arnold was always dead. I'm still convinced he set it up, just like Maeve's big escape, says Lav Lav. Not really their own choice. Teddy is the only one that looked like he might be thinking for himself. Maybe. Samurai World gives me hope for Ninja World. Viag says, Florida, Ted, pick your poison. I would like to know, says Harvinder, says, I would like to know where Ford moved the small family living in the small house. I bet they're still there. And, uh, that they look invisible to everybody else. That he set up some code that they're protected for the whole situation. Do humans have free will? We're influenced by our environment casualties our own chemistry. How can you tell that we're not following a code? Very good, deep, uh, existential question there, Claudio. Azimuth, Harvard, you pro- Oh, that's a question back to them. Eli says, what does Hodor say at the entrance to the Werewolf cave? <laughs> Hodor? I can't wait to read the reaction to that, uh. <laughs> what door? Yeah, I don't see the door. Uh... What door? What door? Kyote says, Oh, can someone please explain to me why the storywriter guy was gonna do with the stock in the basement when he found that they weren't there anymore? I haven't watched the epi- I haven't rewatched the episode yet. That's a good question, Kyote. And someone in the live chat has an opinion about that. I'm not sure where. I think maybe he was wherever that because I don't know. It could have been that he's going to start taking over and start reprogramming for his new storyline when when. Delos takes over because he's going to be, quote-unquote, the new Ford for Delos. So maybe he was going there to start the reprogramming pos- possibilities and just kind of brainstorm about what he has there, just to kind of look at the merchandise. We don't have a code. We have experiences. Everything does. And even the hosts, they have a code. Kyote, I forget, but I think he was going to check on them for his new plans in the world. Says, yeah, Azmuth was saying basically the same thing as me. Kiyote, I think he was looking for Abernathy and the info they stored in him. Oh, very good one, Lav Lav. Claudio, yeah, me too. It's an interesting topic. Yeah, it really is an interesting topic that we could do a whole big thing on. And a lot of people smarter than me debate those kind of topics. Uh, Deep Cop, there's a lot of really awesome people. And and I mean, I don't mind debating them. I just think those existential questions are just are, are for bigger minds than I have. Can I just say what a great name Abernathy is? I love it. I was hoping we'd see him again, but I, I fucking love that name too. And I love the actor that played it. I was watching True Detective last night. And Abernathy has a small part. And I was like, oh shit. I'm going to have to rewatch that just to see it. Question and question Do you think that will still bounce between timelines and season two, or is that just a tool to reveal the Men in Black William think to set the story away? Li-? I think that this show's not going to be a. It's not going to pull a lost arrow sort of thing where it has to do a, a tactic because it did it before. So to answer that question, no. I only think if it's beneficial to the story that they're telling. I think more than anything, we're going to get everything we need, if that makes sense. They will give, if that feels like a storyline that they want to tell in season two is beneficial to that, they'll use it. But I have a feeling we're going to get a different way of, a different storytelling tactic in season two. That's just a Nolan thing to me because not every Nolan movie has things going backwards. Each one of his movies has a different mystery or a different thing about them, and or most of them do. And they never, he never really repeats it or repeats a theme like that. So I'm only going by in the family and that Jonathan Nolan must probably is influenced by his brother in some ways in the way that, and that Jonathan Nolan writes a lot, most of the Christopher Nolan stuff, or at least is a big part of writing most of the Christopher Nolan stuff. So he's got a big, he's got a big, big dick. No, he's got a big, big uh fishbowl full of ideas that he can mine from. So I think we're going to probably get something different or a different storytelling thing. I think we're done with that, says Azimuth. other than maybe showing us more of the initial creation with Ford and Arnold. He's probably going back to look for Abernathy. Man in black is his dermatologist. Can you please remove that mole on my cheek? I got a date with a robot. Slicks <laughs> hair back. i <laughs> Andy Bisa, Andy V. B. says, the hosts might not yet have sentience, but Ford likely gave them the ability to write their own narratives or code. And that could lead to sentience. We have to discuss the existential questions while experiencing technical difficulties. Exactly, Claudio. Or or uh, we all need to be a bunch of fun guys for something like that to happen properly or something. Listen to some Sid Barrett music, if anyone out there understands what I'm saying. I uh, guess that means no McBoyle in season two. I think that's why Delos, Dolores has her sentience. She reached the center of the maze herself. That's why Ford said the killing... Was this time by choice? Dolores didn't want to kill Bernard. She didn't know why, and that's to clear the live motherfucking chat. And I think Dolores is probably the only one to me that I feel like got to the center of the maze too. I think what we realize when Maeve gets off the train that she, I think, more than anyone, is just following her code. I don't think she reached that point, but some people could disagree and think that Maeve reached the center of the maze as well too. I think part of the interestingness of the the Maeve storyline is seeing that through this all, we thought, or at least I thought, and was. Drinking the Kool-Aid that she was making all these decisions on her own after a certain point in time. When you ultimately realize that it's all Ford too. Which is something that Critch and I talked about a lot back and forth in the Discord group. A couple of others talked about this. It's, re- I mentioned this earlier in the podcast too. It, it's weirdly blindsiding because we knew or I you knew that Ford needed to know about that. It made no sense ideally that Ford wouldn't know everything that was going on in the park. Like, what was going on with Maeve? So, again, the answers were right there your whole, the whole time. It was right in front of your face, which I think, again, is a Nolan sort of thing. That some people that make movies make it too hoity-toity. You can't get the pudding around. You're trying to stick your, not stick your dick. Stick a stick through the pudding and it's too stick, too thick the way you're putting it through because it's just too many ingredients in there and shit. The, the stew is probably a better metaphor. And this just, it flows so well. Mave is programmed by Ford still. Mave has no sentience still. What's up, JD? I don't know, Ford lies all the time. Just because he says it was a choice doesn't mean it was. Lab, lab, you were so right on that one. Ford Ford lies like I babble. You know, you can just, you can just babble bullshit so easily. And I, I wanna say I I don't have do I have it linked in here? Uh, I linked it in the Discord group, in the Westworld Discord group. There's an awesome article with Anthony Hopkins and talking about how he's discovering this role. it's Anthony Hopkins said this was unlike any other role he's ever had in his life in the sense that he didn't know where it was going, and he was so interested by it, and he got so... I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, guys, you need to tell me where this is going. And I think that's very interesting to look at Anthony Hopkins' performance in this and differentiate it from some of his other performances where he said he didn't necessarily know what was going on while he was shooting some of these scenes. And I think that's really... a even more of a credit to him as an actor and all the actors on this show. They were kept in the dark more so than other shows. And listening to Hopkins talk about it and how interesting it was for him to be in this television experience, it's just a really great article. EW did it and they did a series of really cool articles with members of the cast. Um, the Westworld Facebook page has been doing some live streams with different cast members talking about the season finale. And there's a lot of really cool stuff out there. If you're looking for a, to suck in more of it and more information about the season. It's it's out there and there's uh, a lot of the creators are out there talking and people that worked on the show. And, and you're just seeing them all be so happy that... And I know they're all... Yeah, because they're getting paid. They're so happy because they're getting paid. But they're so happy because I think sometimes you work on a project and you just don't know how it's going to be reacted to. And this is a very high degree of difficulty in this. They spent a lot of money, put together a real big cast for this. The show got put off for a year. It was going in with... A lot of hype, even though it was a lot of discovery, and then how people were discovering it were people like us, us ambassadors of the show, telling other people how fucking awesome it is. So, and it's one of those shows that I've told people is awesome. They watch it and they think it's off. It's not one of those, minus Joe. Anyone else I've told watch the show, it's awesome. They're like, ah, oh, this is great, or it's not my thing, but it's really good. So, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy, 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 happy. Um, I missed Hopkins. Not ready to lose him yet, says Kyote. Is everyone thinking Ford is alive or not? Was he actually shot by Dolores? Or was that a robot he was creating in his basement? Was that robot Ford? I'm going to add a few more questions to that. Was that robot Ford that got shot? I mentioned this earlier, Kyote, but I think that ultimately he's not going to be in next season, but I don't think this is the last time we see Hopkins. And I don't think it's going to be a Charles Dance sort of the way he was back on Game of Thrones in a weird way. I think that we will see Ford again. We, even if it's the Anthony Hopkins, young Anthony Hopkins thing that we see in the flashbacks, we're going to see Ford again. This isn't the last time. And I think Anthony Hopkins, from the interview I read with, read with him that you guys can read on EW, from what I took about that is he loved this. He feels ownership to the product in some level. So I'm sure he would be more than happy a schedule pertaining to come back and shoot scenes for, for future seasons of Westworld. I think he loved the process, loved how the show got taken, loved the experience of watching week to week and seeing himself on a screen every week. I just think he enjoyed, this was different for him to be on uh, on a television show like this, at least not in a long, long time. And him being, again, from that article, you get a feel of how big of a fan he is of cinema and entertainment in general and where he based his part on and all that sort of stuff. So uh, so I hope this isn't the last time we see Anthony Hopkins on Westworld I think that's something we can talk about as we're leading into season two a little bit more, how nervous I am with the show without him, uh, just because he was my favorite part of the show. But I think there's enough awesome things going on that I think it's who knows who else they might add to the cast or fulfill a role, to fill those kind of roles. I mentioned him a second ago. Charles Dance is someone I'd love to see show up on Westworld somehow. I don't know how he'd fit in, but love to see him move in somehow as, as a character, So many other of the Game of Thrones, uh, Ian McShane, a lot of the Oz cast, just anyone who has worked on HBO and in the HBO family, I would love to see them all, all those big people, you know, and I could keep mentioning names, see people like that show up on Westworld because HBO is a little bit of an incestuous family with uh, crossovers. So I'd love to see that sort of stuff maybe Eli, it's fords dead and building his own host and bernard must finish him ford creating the host in the basement gives hopkins and hbo an option to bring him exactly educated monkey that that's exactly my point that i think the show set it up in a way that that they can that they can ha- go either way they can do whatever they want with the situation now if they want to bring him back they can totally bring him back but they don't but if anthony hopkins is busy and they can't they have different situations that they can do and they or he can be dead cuz i think they do have a five five season story arc but i think like many other shows it is moving it's always moving and always going in different circles so let's listen to a voicemail this question might be might have been reacted to already excuse me but this is a voicemail that we got from azimuth games who's in the live chat right now so let's listen to his voicemail that he sent, I believe, right after he watched the episode. So let's let's hear what he had to say as my camera fucks up. Oh, no, technical difficulties.
2: Hey, Phil, it's Azimuth Games. Uh, just calling about the final episode of Westworld. Oh, my God, that absolutely blew my mind. I'm, like, watching the episode is just crazy. And then after, when it ends, I'm just sitting here, like, dazed not knowing what to do with the rest of my life. Uh that was so amazing. Um I didn't see any of this of uh, stuff coming. There's so many revelations like or being
0: Oh, I think you your message got cut off there, but I'm gonna play it again. So many reverations. Sorry, no, it's horrible. Horrible joke. Horrible
2: joke. Like watching the episode is just crazy and then af when it ends, I'm just sitting here like dazed not knowing what to do with the rest of my life. Uh, That was so amazing. Um, I didn't see any of this uh, stuff coming. There's so many revelations, like Ford being a good guy for the robots, trying to help him out, and Maeve being programmed to escape, but then she doesn't escape at the end, (laughs) and the man in black probably dying from the shots and the people coming at him, and everyone getting killed. It's, oh. Uh, I'm going to be watching your uh, recap tomorrow, but this is amazing, and thank you for uh, being someone I can gossip to and, <laughs> and figure out these questions.
0: I'll no.
2: see you later. Oh, Bye.
0: thank you. Thank you so much, Asmuth. And I think that's the thing about this show more than any other show. I don't know a lot of people in my regular life that are into this show um, that I can just babble with, and the ones that uh, that I can don't watch TV the same way that I do or some of you guys do. So I can just kind of just be like, oh, is West World awesome? That's ah, awesome. blah, blah. blah, blah but being able to share this and watch this in a big group of friends like all of us and and analyze the show and watch the show from the beginning it was it really blindsided me and what the fuck am I going to do to I don't know it blindsided me it grabbed me it tickled me in all the right places asmith amazing finale and i everything you said there i agree it's it's it just it just set you up and then gave you what you expected and what you didn't expect in some situations and gave me pretty much everything i wanted in the finale Charles Dance is scary too. I'd love to see Charles Dance replace Ford's position, says Lady Anthony Hopkins, our bust says Critch. Okay. Fine Art says so epic. So fucking epic. Samurai world is being run by the samurai dude from Last Samurai. Oh, uh, as long as it's not Tom Cruise. Okay, so let's get into Oh, we have uh, another text message from Denton, Texas. Phil, did you guess on who the man in black was? Not from the beginning. I was a initial timeline denier at the beginning. I was I, – uh, so – and then if you watch my reaction to the episode watching it live, I started to warm to the two timeline theory in the last couple of episodes because uh, I think it started to become more – they started to give you more and more hints of like leading you to that direction. But I did not come to that originally. If you, would, I, I mean, the evidence is on the, on the uh, the podcasts are out there. I so I can't even lie about it if I wanted to. I know some people. I always thought about it. I knew it. I didn't know it. I I thought it was a misdirect. I thought they were messing with us. But they did the poker game thing where you know. You know the man knows that you know the game, and you know the game, and I know that you know that you know the per- Ferris Pastor out at thirty-one flavors last night. So they they played the shell game with me, and they got me because I was surprised by it. And if you watch the episode recap, I mean the episode reaction video that I did, I thought the episode right from the beginning when the monologue started, when when Man in Black's monologue started, I thought he was saying he was he was uh, Logan. I. I was screaming, "He's Logan! Oh my God, he's Logan!" And I and I think a lot of people thought that were thinking that a point, and that's why I really love a smart writing staff that can predict while they're writing it what the audience might think interpret, so that they gave us both of those. They just kept they 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 had me they had me by the by the scruffies. They had me they had me by the balls and. And I didn't know where it was going. There were some things that I did guess going back and like and talking about things and and I think at some point while watching the final episode, it kind of occurred to me what Ford's plan was. That oh shit, he's gonna kill everybody. He's going Gus Fring on all these people. He's gonna he's gonna destroy all of them. So I think I got that. But as for the Men in Black reveal, no, I'm I'm a, uh, I was a, I was a Nimrod on that one. I was I was a, uh, I was a denier. I didn't th- I, they 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 got me with that one says I was a denier too. The picture brought me around. I want Mad Mads, Mads Mickelson to join the cast, but I want Mads to be in every character in every show. I know it seems silly, and some of you Star Trek, non-Star Trek people, will be like, who? I think I would love to see Brent Spiner show up on the show just because of the data aspects of it. And just to be I think Brent Spiner, Galen, Garrett, Dylan Hunt's one of my favorite actors that he's not really working right now. I'd love to see him show up on it as well. Uh some bigger movie star people, I think, would be. Really, really fucking good, but I'm not gonna get into like dream list of these huge uh, movie actors that I'd like to see show up on there. But uh but uh Sam Elliott's another one. I wouldn't mind Sam Elliott showing up or like I said, I wish that Buffalo Bill was Sam Elliott, <laughs> the Buffalo Bill android that we saw. But uh Andrew Robinson is another person that I'd like to see on the show. Those are there's just a couple of random rando names. Episode 5 knocked down my opposition to Timelines. David Adams, great to see you, David. Hey, hey, first time here. This guy looks cool. I'm going to sub. Huge fucking love to you, my friend. Great to see you, Broke. Great to see you. But their eye color didn't match. Would it, why did people think it was Logan? I don't know. why. I thought it was Logan because of the way that Ed Harris was saying, talking about himself at the beginning, talking about the person who used to be as Billy. I think the way the dialogue was all in the performance of Ed Harris's character, um, is all in a great acting delivery by him. That he really in that moment, because at first, once the timeline thing started to be revealed, I'm like, okay. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, Men in Black is Men in Black is Billy, but then the way the way Harris started to deliver those lines, completely was like, he had me in the moment. The way I was watching was, oh my gosh, fuck, Logan. And the way that they were going with editing, where they flashed to Logan's face in that moment. I know the eye color and all that sort of shit. I, w- I was kind of thinking all of that. Uh, I was separating my mind from those, those factors, but you're right. You're right. I should have been looking at the aesthetic issues. But to my mind, the way he was saying it, the way he was going about the line delivery made it seem like to me he was saying he was Logan. And then, so it was like a double reveal. Great to see everyone. Logan was way too much of a douche. Douche. Great to see all of you guys. Great to see all of our great friends. Yul Brenner Robot never moved. More than anything, I was just hoping that, yes, that Ramin Duwandai, I probably just killed his name, The uh, the guy who makes the music for Game of Thrones and designed the audio, was basically the audio, the music designer, the music designer, the music designer, I can talk, the music designer of this season, and he just, I mention this a lot. I talk about it a lot in the the series. And I think when people analyze and look into television and all that sort of stuff, and television even more so than movies, because I think movies, it's been established how much soundtrack, especially in the 70s and the 80s, how much every movie had to have a theme and a soundtrack to it. Television's becoming more and more like that, especially these big epic series like this. And to have perfect pick for who is to do the music and all of the music, even the off-putting stuff, the tells a story in this show you could just listen to the music in some ways and once you learn everyone's theme and understand every character has a theme every motivation every move even at the end of the episode when the robot uprising started we got this more science fictiony techy kind of almost close to the movie like influenced by the movie soundtrack kind of thing going on where is through all the Dolores Discovery stuff, you have a completely different kind of mindset. And through Maeve's whole Discovery line, different mindset. You can get into, and I know awards don't really, I'm like. <laughs> awards don't really mean dick when it comes down to it. But this show deserves to clean up an award season, especially with sound design. Sound design number one. I mean, acting stuff, we can all get into debates on that when we get into nominations and shit, but sound design right now, right here, I'm ready to say, nope, Give, 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 give the man his, give the man his money. Give the man his fucking money. Oh, fuck. I'm back, had to beat up some students this Bionic. Back to back into the be the uh, to be the guy screaming in our in my echo chamber of Westworld love. No, I, I love it. I honestly I appreciate if you're listening to this video or listening to this podcast and and fucking huge hugs to you for making this far in a fucking podcast about a show you hate. But if you dislike Westworld or you're not into it, I appreciate you commenting on this video, telling me what you don't like about it, because I, I don't know, I appreciate that sort of shit. I like no shit. Enjoy opposition <laughs> So I so I appreciate it and I and I like hearing different people's perspectives and I've already had to hear it from Joe in private So so it does it doesn't matter so so bring it it bring the hate and I I'm happy to hear it if you're not the biggest fan of the show either or you didn't like how it finished I'm all for uh, putting out criticisms as well. I just can't find a criticism in that finale. I just can't I try I tried. This is a big this is one of my favorite things to do in the world, analyze shit and come up with nitpicky crap to to talk about. Mm, not gonna do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. The music in the show is is absolutely the most compelling aspects. I agree, I agree, Boer. It it just it grabs you because music's so music in general just elicits so many emotions. Music, smells, uh things like that. Thing, music and smells, you know, all the senses. But I think specifically they say smell is. The reason why I said is, is people say smell elicits the, the best memories or the, the most, most vivid memories. I would say sound is probably, and I don't know scientifically, but I would say sound and music specifically is next. If you hear music you heard when you were a very little kid, you feel like a little kid again for a second. It, music elicits emotions so well from the audiovisual standpoint. And more than any other sound effects or, or the way dialogue is said, music can set the scene. What up, Eli? Matrix World, am I right? Am I right? I think Westworld Season 1 is more mindfucked than the first season of Game of Thrones. There I said it, says broke man 94 Armistice Terminator with a small charge after the credits was incredible. Uh, so are the Samurais from Eastworld, the very possible Caleb, it's like childlike laughter with her big fucking gun too. Yeah. With the uh, I don't know the execution of Ned's. Oh yeah. We're going to get into that in a different podcast, AA and, uh, Brooke Blackman, just specifically talking about favorite single season of an episode. So I'm going to specifically get into that and go point for point with those two series because those are, those are too near my top list of single seasons of a, of a television show. That's it, lost world. I don't think you'd ever ever leave either of those as a healthy, sane human being. Kyote says, I want to know who the lady with the white shoes were. Thought she was special if they're toasting to her. Probably read too much into that. No, I was wondering about that too. In if there was some it's probably I was wondering if it was an inside joke between Arnold and Bernard, since he was one of the first designed uh, hosts as well, perhaps Dolores is the woman with the white shoes i, I don't I don't know if she's wearing white shoes. If we could go back and look at any of the times we see her kill Bernard or something was she wearing white shoes. uh but I think there is there was more to that as well i i i took i maybe transferred some extra meaning upon that moment as well. Ford is not dead. uh, The host Ford died. He created in the basement in episode seven. We were talking about that earlier. I'm not... I'm totally not... not I hate this expression, but I'll do it anyway. I'm not poo-pooing that. I think that is definitely a possibility. That whether the Ford we saw... He's wearing the bow tie. We've never seen Ford in a bow tie before. I don't know. There was... I think clothes tells a story in this, ep- in this series as well. I think going back on my second rewatch, I want to make special notice on Bernard's clothing versus Arnold's clothing and how they differ. So I, I think those were ways of telling stories before we actually saw stuff. So as I get a weird back itch.
2: My back itches. <laughs> Everybody. My- <laughs>
0: okay. Claudio, I can dream. Logan and William returning home, most awkward conversation ever. Dolores w- as a bride in Westworld's version of Kill Bill. Figgy, I like that. They should just do a post-apocalyptic world uh, and show The Walking Dead how it's done, says Quixote. I'm going to read that in an echo. You know these motherfuckers? They should just do a post-apocalyptic world, and show The Walking Dead how that shit's done. I should have done a deep voice. That would have been a better voice for me. Okay. So let me get into a few comments. These are some of the comments that were left in the the video for the live reaction show. Some of these might be things that you guys have said or asked before, and some of them might be new questions from other people. So, let's read these and let me see. Let me see if I can do it this way. Let me see if let me see if this works. Do you have the power to do it, Captain Technology? is grand <laughs> okay some of these are already answered but azimuth game says oh my god samurai world i didn't see any of this coming ford is a good guy for robot that's me being programmed to escape and getting off the train men in black probably dying ah how many other worlds are there we already answered that in the live chat six other worlds uh, worlds. Asmith Games says, did you say after the initial credit ski- scene, Snake Girl 127 hours herself? That was fucking cool. Yes, we did. I almost didn't see it. If you watch the live reaction show, I shut it off and people are like, no, watch the after of the credits. There's something else there. And someone responded, that was cool, but I cringed how dumb it was that Delos security didn't shoot her. They just barked commands. She's a fucking rogue host that would have no reason to not just let a lead fly. You shoot a host for stepping on your foot. You certainly can fire on a host in a murderous spree. And Asmund said, Yeah, the security guards said shoot on sight. My only reaction to that and wonder is if because we see, and again, I'd have to rewatch that scene. I was kind of buzzed and, and kind of in a weird space at the moment when I was watching that, but I. I want to say, weren't all the samurais behind her moving and alive? So maybe they were just like, fuck, uh, we're about to die from uh, from 20 samurais charging us. So that's why they ran in the other direction instead of shooting first. But I could be wrong. I have to rewatch that scene. So here we go. And let's go. Was... Uh was that a host version of Ford that he was building in the lab? I didn't see him dying from the cu- from the cause. And Asma says, I feel like he would have given the revelation at the end. He realized Arnold was right and he would have wanted the guides to guide the host to a sentience. He also knew he was getting fired. So there was no reason for him to live if he could not do his whole life's passion. It's been thirty years since Arnold sacrificed himself. Ford had plenty of time to consider it, and possibly even have post traumatic stress disorder of being the one to survive. He knew he wanted to follow his brother if it came down to it. Uh, I think we answered that a lot in the podcast. I think that they set that up for to do it either direction, depending on contract negotiations with Anthony Hopkins and if they can get him back and stuff. I do think that they, I do think that they have that he will be back in some fashion, some way. Ford went out the way he wanted to, or did he go out just as a distraction? It, I was saying while the scene was happening, it reminded me a lot of, in the Fellowship of the Rings, uh, the Bilbo Baggins scene. It's just a moment that, did, what did Ford, whatever Ford really wanted to do, he got out of there. If he wanted to transmit his sentience into another body and all that, I, to race out ghoul, Himself into a into a or the data before it or whatever, I would not doubt him doing that. Inception world, <laughs> Bionic you cracked me up in the in the uh, fucking in the live chat.
1: <laughs>
0: I ain't going broke, no chill. You know this. Great stuff going on in the live chat right now, as always. Love you guys. So let's scroll up. We got a few more comments in here. Helen, Helen, thank you for leaving the comment, Helen. And this is good. I always say I want to do this, like, read the comments live instead of answering them and typing back to them. But uh, I might try to do shows like this a little bit more often where I just answer comments like this. What an amazing finale. Seeing Dolores bridge the gap between the, the, the as I want to kill the pronunciation of that again, as I killed it before. Uh, it was emotionally satisfying, just as did finding out why Arnold was made Dolores kill him and why Ford set Uh, set up for Dolores to choose to kill him as a chilling proof of concept was heartbreaking. Man, I love Anthony Hopkins' Ford in this episode. William, as the man in black, proved to be a worse person than I thought, me too, with his jealous over Dolores, not remembering him, driving him in part to worse atrocities. He thinks he wanted to keep Uh, to find the maze as part of a game, but you understand now why the host and finally Ford keep saying it was not for him. I thought perhaps he was helping Dolores in a twisted way by traumatizing her since suffering helped make the hosts real. I kind of thought that as well, uh, Helen. And maybe he got that after killing Maeve, But it seems that it was just a side effect of his brutalization and as an extension of him pushing the host to fight back for the sake of the game, which is disappointing. I hoped he was more than just a game to him. You could see in the end when he actually got hurt that he was thrilled that the game leveled up for him. I have a question for your follow-up show. Who do you think was programming Maeve's escape before she apparently broke programming Ford? I think Ford was. It seems like it must have been Ford, but what would he be trying to do? Did he force her to make a conscious choice with Dolores? I think he forced her to make a conscious choice with Dolores. He also forced her to set up and set the army and get the army in motion of the army of broken penises, of all the groups of the other hosts. He needed to get some of the techs in on it, so he probably programmed her to manipulate Felix to be able to do everything he wanted to do, or maybe he told Felix that... What he was going to do, and Felix is in on Ford's plan, or something like that. Again, I'm spitballing, but those are my initial thoughts to that. <laughs> it would be funny if Phil started to whisper to accommodate the people at work. Okay, everybody, now that we're at work, wait, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by ignoring your job. <laughs> I'm here. That's right. Look at that person in the office. Doesn't he look good? Look at their boss. He's an asshole. <laughs> That's right, that's right. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. kidding. Looks like you got a notification. Oh, fuck it. Uh, Hello, shh everyone, Al Red Sox fan. Shh, Al. Let's not tell Al's boss. Let's not not tell Al's boss. Shh, Al. Shh. (laughs) Great to see you, B-Tracks. Great to see you, my friend. Sorry, Al, I'm gonna read this like that old Cheech and Chong joke. You've got herpes on your lip? You've got herpes on my ear? I've got herpes on my head. <laughs> a funny, a funny Cheech and Chong joke. Al's got herpes in his ear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so, oh, and what about Abernathy? I had the impression he was barely stable with all the info he had uploaded into him, and now he's on the lam with the others from Cold Storage. Seems, season two seems awfully far away. I was wondering if he is in the group of all those people, or was he taken away earlier by by what's-her-name, by the Delos person, and and so he's away from it. He's somewhere else. Because they definitely specifically mentioned him later. But yeah, season two seems awfully far away right now. We're in, we're in fucking the darkest darkest timeline right now of, of when season two is going to happen. They just confirmed too. I think it was in the news today where Jonathan Nolan's like, yeah, I can confirm this. Probably not going to be till 2018. And he didn't say January 1st, 2018 either. Probably not going to be until like, like February 2018 is what I'm guessing. Abernathy was with the mob. Okay, Critch says Abernathy was with the mob. Are you torturing people with the math again, Biotic? These damn students messing with my Westworld trolling. F- fucking student. Thank you, students. Keep doing what you're doing. You get A's from all of us in the live motherfucking chat, student. We love you, Biotic. Keep up the hate. We're loving it. <laughs> Are you torturing people with math again? Abernathy was with the mob. They should have had Greek mythology world, and we could all be uh, Kratos and go brutality, murdering the gods. Al, if you would stop listening to Phil during the meeting, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to cry buckets when I watch Williams R- William reveal with my fiancé. I guess I have to go to our first couple's... I guess we have our first couple's costumes idea of 2017. I think you're going to see a lot of Westworld costumes in... In 2017, next year in Halloween, you're going to see a lot of people dressed in Westeros. I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of off-season—I uh, said it Westeros again—Westworld uh, is going to have. How much this hype is going to be, how much it's going to make its way for people re-watching it, some of the people that haven't caught up with the show yet, how much it's going to make its way into the culture, so to speak. So uh, I'm very curious to see the year. 2018 is a long time to wait for a second season of a show, and it's hard to— Keep up the momentum. And that, I mean, if I'm criticizing anything, I know I want them to wait. I want to get the best product. But 2018's a long time. It's not even 2017 yet. <laughs> I don't want to be obvious here. But if someone's listening to this podcast in a much later date. Right now, the date that I'm recording this is December 6th, 2016. That's right. 2016. And there is not new Westworld episodes coming till 2018. That's right, I'm saying it again. Two thousand fucking 18. That's a long fucking time. Lap says, I'm so done with math. Math classes, anyways. Is the host side butthole as good as a human side butthole? Chris Evans. We don't question the ones both side up buttholes are I'd actually think a host side butthole is cleaner. It's a cleaner side butthole, so you can really, you know, really get a good visual of that. But a butthole within the butthole. <laughs> A butthole against a butthole will not stand. This butthole on butthole oppression. Why can't all these buttholes get along? (laughs) Chris Evans. Cracking me up, buddy. Been waiting for Rick and Morty this long so I can wait for Westworld, says Caleb. And I think a lot of people that, uh, I think a lot of British shows do this a lot too, where they take big long breaks and they basically are back when they're back rather than on a set television schedule year to year. I said this before in the live chat, it bothers me when I think about it too much, but there is no fast, normal thing for this. If Westworld was going every year for five season, four seasons, and then in the last season, they decided to make you wait longer for that next season, I'd be more pissed about it. This is the first year. If this is just going to be the norm, like we're going to have to wait a while for seasons just to keep the high quality level up, then I'm fine with that. Again, it bothers me more with something like Game of Thrones where it's they've done it every year for every year and then suddenly now they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know we can't film this time of year because the stuff we do needs different kind of weather. So now there's not gonna be new Game of Thrones till June. Sorry, sorry. That pisses me off more than having to wait till 2018 for a new Westworld just because I've never had Westworld before and I've never had a wait for Westworld. So I guess this just might be the norm for it to keep the quality level up rather than forcing out something that's shitty. Because I think that's the problem you have with a lot of good network TV shows that have good first seasons, like something like Lost that I bring up a lot here. I think f- some of the problem with Lost is it forced to create seasons too quick. I think that's what killed Oz, too. When The Sopranos was off the air, while they were dealing with Livia's death and trying to make sure that they came back contractually— HBO ordered another season of Oz before Tom Fontana was ready for another season of Oz. And that's why the second half of season four is a lot weaker than everything before it. And it never quite caught up to what it was doing before because it was constantly in a hurry after that point. So I want to see them take their time and get some good quality here. Al says, yeah, British shows do it a lot when the uh, new Luther episodes are coming out. Are the hosts able to self-lube? That's an important question that needs answering. Fine, fine art. I, I was just going to call you by your Twitter, fine, 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 I think that is an important question, especially when we get into the side butthole situation. If these hosts have self-lubricating buttholes, that is a, that is an amazing feature. (laughs) For whatever it's worth. You should see my face right now. But if they, I think they do, they have to secrete, especially the newer hosts, the, because I think the newer hosts are basically, as they explain with, with, uh with, to Mave, they're basically just non-aging human bodies that that have like flesh and stuff like that. So I would think that they are self-lubricating. Oh my god, I hate the 12th Doctor. Kill him so I can come back. Kill him. Ew, lost. Caleb says, ew, lost. Don't mention that fucking word here, you asshole. <laughs> True, I waited a long time for Sherlock in Doctor Who. You know, uh, so we have awesome discussions going on in the live chat. And uh, I've said this before. Oh no, I'm, I'll keep that I'll keep that question to a different podcast. But if you if I've never watched Doctor Who before, but I'm curious of a place to start, where should I start? Should I start with the black and white stuff or or the the newer color stuff? Someone send me an email about that. I I got issues at gmail If I wanted to start that, when should I start it and where do I start? Okay, so Samurai World. I knew Ford programmed Dolores to kill him when he said, "You have one more thing to do," says Mega Moose. I love that name, Mega Moose. By the way. And here, this is Mike calling me out on my mispronunciation. Did you pronounce that bisemmerial mind? Come on, Phil. It's only said 100 times in the show. Don't be a fuck. I can't pronounce anything. I'm I'm struggling constantly to fight off my Boston accent. It's tough enough to do that without having to pronounce words and shit. <laughs> I can't even say, I called Joe. I'm like, Do, Zo, Bo, Ho, Lo, Do. I can't even call it, Joe. It's hard for me to pronounce multi-syllable words. Give me a break you have a pur- you have a perty mouth. Ye, <laughs> Mark Stevens, you have a perty mouth. I love Crotchety Dr. He's my He's my uh Phil has yeah, I do. <laughs> I see things backwards. <laughs> I was in lots of reading classes when I was a kid. I, I, I used to hide to talk like this. I had a really bad thip. <laughs> I was like Cindy Brady uh, baby talk, baby talk, if it's thunder, you will walk. And and so yeah, it was pretty bad. You <laughs> a fan of Doctor Who. Yes, Al Red Sox fan. You do have a perdy mouth. Uh Igor says, yes, yes, fucking yes. Edgy's edgy mix, edgy face says, Ed Eastworld confirmed. Stop Moss says in the live motherfucking chat, why didn't the security guards not stop and shoot Maeve and company when they tried to escape? Could the guards also be hosts Were they programmed as part of the escape narrative? Very, very possible. Stop Moss. I, I questioned, I'd have to rewatch the episode, but I also questioned if they were fearful of the, of the samurais that seemed to all be coming alive in that situation. and were like, fuck this. I'm not waiting around to get killed here and ran off like that. But I, I think that's the biggest—and Joe mentions that a lot on the Walking Dead podcast. I think if we have any criticism, there are a couple of opportunities where Sylvester could have probably stopped the situation, could have you foreseeably stopped Maeve, or different security guards could have brought people down, brought some of the hosts down in situations. But perhaps some of the safety guards turned—the uh, guards are— just aware that they're so outnumbered that if the, the hosts are really attacking, you better just run. Fuck it. You don't get paid enough for this shit. Westworld was an inside. I knew it. I knew it, Chris Evans. Westworld was an inside job. <laughs> Exterminate. Maeve and the Human Shield must have reported to human Sensors. That's so okay, he's welcome from Craft Mama, one of our great Craft Mama. If you haven't checked out Craft Mama's channel, she does some awesome stuff there. This was so awesome; it really was a good wrap up of the season. You think they couldn't top the whole season, but I'm just in awe of this whole show in Samurai World. What the hell? How world building of them? And I agree, Craft Mama, this was one of my favorite finales for that very reason because they were able to end things off and set things up for more in a really fun way. So. I'm so excited for season two, but I'm also excited to rewatch season one and see what other mediums of entertainment that they give us between now and then. I wonder if they will give us some shorts, maybe some more stuff on the website, maybe a video game. I don't know. I, like, I, I just want more. I want more Westworld, and I hope if we have to wait till 2018, they entertain us some other ways. Uh, can someone please explain me why did Arnold take the step to kill himself? Why did Arnold take that step to kill himself to close the park? Why didn't he just make the host dumb or something like that? I think what Arnold didn't want to curb life in that moment. He saw something special. He saw that they were creating life, so he didn't want to stop that building process. So he couldn't just roll it back and destroy their minds and do ultimately what Ford ended up doing. So I think his own urge to to be a god of sort, to create this world, he didn't want to knock over his sea monkeys. (laughs) The humans are dead. The humans are dead. We use poisonous gases, and we poison their asses. The humans are dead. Okay, binary solo. Binary solo. 000000001 0000001 0000001 000000001 1111 000000000001 Sorry, I love... Ah! Turn that down! Sorry, I love uh... Sorry, I love uh, Fly the Concords. <laughs> Arnold just wants to die. He was in a depression because of his son. Oh, Lav lab. Very good point. I'm forgetting about the son stuff. Arnold was depressed artist. These fuckers are suicidal maniacs. Yeah, Claudio, don't do things like that and set me off on a, uh, set me off on a flight, flight of Concords rant, rant, there are people on the street getting diseases from monkeys, that's right, they're getting diseases from monkeys, why is this happening, please, who's been touching these monkeys, leave these poor sick monkeys alone, they have problems as much as there is, sorry, okay, so, uh, uh, Maya, Maya says, The Walking Dead. I almost forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, Nick says, uh, Great season. Uh, Kit says, Great season. Claudio, Philly boy, you have to rewatch this episode, dude. It makes more sense the second time around. VRYC. Oh, man, I love the idea between Jane's book, The Origins of Consciousness, and the breakdown of the Bisamerial mind, in that it would be so cool if it were actually true. But as soon as I put the title into the whole, into the whole thing, it falls apart too easily. Man, if I only realities were as awesome as some of the ideas that people have about it over the centuries. Good episode was super solid, integral season to uh, do, 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 do inaugural season. Here's hoping that they can sustain the excellent writing and narrative uh, throughout and not just jump the shark like Game of Thrones has seemed to do. Ooh, Cam says, damn it, Men in Black is Billy and not Logan. Shit, I got it wrong. And I said it may be future world, but it's samurai world. Works for fucking me. Quixote says, you missed the part of Maeve's note that said Park One. another hint besides the Asian military scene. And when Felix saying it's hard to explain to Maeve of seeing the other worlds next season. When I wrote my other message about Hopkins properly dying in this episode, I didn't think I'd be this upset. I still want to know who the droid was he was making in the basement of the house. Was it himself? I think I'm hoping. We talked about this. Was it really uh, who was killed or was it a droid of himself? Guess the Indians took the ugly Thor's brother. Yeah, I forgot about that. Ghost Nation took Thor's brother. Now the droids can make their own choices. That is going to null and void the annoying guy's job of story writing, which hope to take over from Ford. Maeve chose to enter the park again, so we uh, so return to park one and next season, but we'll see what happens to us when we see other parks. Wish we saw the man in black's da- uh, daughter, but I guess maybe next season. I love the way it was explained, the way the consciousness using the maze and the pyramid. I still have to ponder about this episode, but if there are any more loose ends. Love the scene where you, where he said to, hey, I'll see you tonight. I thought like, no, he's going to make a droid feel your brain, uh, feed your brain to yourself. Then we see the snake lady feed the, the text finger to himself. It was fucking funny. This was just too good. Love, love, love the episode. Great stream though. I could never watch, read the chat and talk and watch, copyright what's going on the show at the same time. Good job though. I have one more question. I thought Clementine was never, was a newer droid and then, and she was newer to the burlesque storyline, but then Maeve joined it two years ago. It didn't make sense that Billy returns to Sweetwater 30 years ago and Clementine was the whore when blowing a flirty kiss to him. I'll keep, take note of that on the on this rewatch, but that's, that's actually a really good point. And then, oh, wait, one more question, Phil. When Hale tells the annoying guy, don't you have somewhere more important to be and somewhere more important to do, and then we see him go to the basement and realize that the droids are all gone, was that his real task? Was he supposed to do with them? Please tell me. I really want to know. And now that Hale's dead, I want to know if will if that will get explained unless I missed the point. Crap, I have to rewatch it. Perhaps, perhaps I missed it. I have to look down at my popcorn bowl. Fuck! Yeah, I forgot that codes, uh So many, so much good stuff in there, Quixote. Uh, what happened? Uh, let me re- read. And I think we talked about that a little bit earlier. I think he went down to the basement to kind of start the new his next tactic. What he needs to do. I really need to rewatch the episode to answer some of these questions too. Uh, or that's something that I'll think about more going into the rewatch season. But. As always, as always, amazing stuff, Kyo. Day. Avertis says, I can't fathom why Katie would not be interested in this show. Even if Joe wasn't, she would have had a stellar psychic insights. Oh, well, I really want to see Abernathy as well as Elsie and Ash. Uh, Abe was the first one to pull, to pull coats on. What was going on? And he has a, he has a tear as they sent him to the heap. Uh, Juco says, I think that Ford was on the side of the host, but he just thought they needed more time than what Arnold thought to become fully sentient. Oh, they needed more time to stew there. Very good point. The series was an ancient mystery school teaching veiled in sci-fi that reveals the ascension of humi- humi- hum- yeah, humanity happening now, I tried to say. Age of Aquarius slash New Age. The show basically po- posts that we, humanity, are all controlled and programmed robots. If we're unable to break out our own muddled minds, someone would say program DNA to unlock the higher consciousness, open our penile glands. I was going to say pineal. Nig- so I read that as as wine. I'm like, I want to get drunk. And unify our brains. It's currently segmented or by Samaria, th- thus the title of the episode. Then we could use our unified mind to communicate with the creator and other places through like mystics, yogis, whatever. This is what the speech to Dolores was about using reference to Michelangelo, the creation of Adam, which also shows that uh, God cannot be accessed in your own brain, look at the image. The series was all about awakening. Note that the maze unlocked the puzzle. At the center of the maze was the all-seeing eye. That the secret, the next step is liberation and ascension of the new world. Eyes on the top off of the maze. Body. Holy shit. That's, I'm going to reread that comment. Jerry Gomez. Excellently well thought out deep comment. Shit. Fucking crazy. Probably going to rewatch the season before season two starts. See if I missed anything Since stop Moss. Chris Evans. What the fuck? That's that's uh the, I mean that's just beyond me but uh, but I understand uh that's uh that's some some deep cuts there for people smarter than me can maybe make uh make sense of what Jerry was saying there. Uh, K.A. Fine Art says I have just started watching this and feels excitement. Already. Oh, thank you. Well, just reading your comments and your support and you're fucking awesome. Check out check out some of her artwork. Feel free to share some links if you're still in the live chat right now. Or if you're listening to this video later, KA, if you want to share some links to your artwork, please do. Claudia says, "Shit, dude, did you hear it? Westworld won't be back 2018. It's very, very sad." Lady says, "I hope they cast Charles. Oh, Charles Johnson, season two. I'd love to see a conversation between Charles and the Ben and Black." Asmuth says, finally got to actually watch you live. You missed the snake girl feet and the technician's thumb in his own mouth. I love how when she shot the gun first, he was so giddy of the firepower. All right, this is some of this stuff is up in the live chat, so I'll scroll through some of this. Normally, I have tons of questions and comments, but this episode was just so inclusive and insane. There's not much to say. It doesn't really leave many of your questions, just in t- anticipation for more. Other than that, how did Ford hook up uh, Dolores getting stabbed by the man in black so that she could get, get carted to the unveiling? What I'm guessing is maybe he's just aware of everything that happens and was just one step ahead of what the Men in Black was trying to do. So he knew what she was going to do and then, and then uh, dealt with the issue after the fact. SW has to be the samurai world, though, and the music cue was called out by Clementine was taking over by Ford to stop her. Bernard said it was a backdoor to get access. DJ11 says, Laugh master if this show was uh, doing me good, then pick me back up. Drag me back to your bed. I'm not choosing into reaction videos, but this one would be well worth a watch. You sir sure don't disappoint. DJ11, you're fucking awesome. Huge hug to you, buddy. Helmsworth was killed when he went out looking for something in the park. Remember all the, the Ghost Nation people. And that is all of our fucking comments. You guys are fucking awesome. Patricia says, Your dog is so cute. No, you're fucking so cute. No. Thank you so much. Lotus is a pretty girl. Lotus is a pretty girl. So those are all of our live fucking questions. Let's go into the live motherfucking chat. I'm going to dip. I'm Thank you, Chris Evans, for checking out the live chat. I'm basically wrapping up right now anyway. I'm glad I got to come out here for about 20 minutes or so and really just give some quick thoughts on this final episode. I felt like I didn't get it out enough after the episode ended on Sunday night because – of everything that was happening afterwards and having to do everything and watching the episode live and stuff. I felt like I was in a hurry at the end to share my thoughts. So really wanted to come out here and just kind of blah, bitty, blah, all of it. But now I'm going to go rewatch the series and do a season recap and review, full season recap and review, uh, where I talk about everything that happens in pretty much every episode leading up to the finale. Hopefully I'm going to have a very special guest for you on that podcast I mean, uh, Pretty much, pretty much confirmed with them. We just need to figure out a time, but I'm very excited to have this person on. That's been doing a lot of Westworld coverage themselves too. But um, so it's gonna be exciting. We're gonna do uh, finally be able to talk to someone on a po- on a podcast about Westworld directly. It's gonna be a lot of fun to do that. So uh, we, we we're we we're doing something the other night. We we're doing a, a podcast the other night, and uh, we were doing a podcast the other night. And between every uh, once the episode ended, we were both just started talking about Westworld. So. Like, okay, let's do this about Westworld. Samurai World, more like Shogun World, K.A. Art. Thanks. Oh, no, thank you. And I fucking check out your stuff all the time, so fucking love it. And Lotus's Life, says Eli. Now I want sushi. Now I'm hungry. But everyone, thank you so much for checking this out. And if you have any more questions you want to get in about this season of Westworld, you might want us to do in that big podcast, which hopefully will be either... Right before the new year, or right around that time, I want to take some time and really watch the series again. Uh, it could be a lot sooner. It could be next week, depending on how soon it takes me to watch the entire series. But I want to catch up, and things are kind of hectic for me these last couple of weeks leading up to the holiday with work and with a couple of other things. So, so as soon as I have time to sit down and watch this whole reseason, gonna to get together with uh, a. a a buddy and come on out here and do a full season. But if you have any question for Westworld, please get them in on the voicemail hotline, 781-990-8509, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Or if you have any other questions for any of other any of our other shows, you can also text that number and email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. You can tweet me at man. Join the Discord group. You can find the links to all these things in the description box below, too. Join the Discord group to join all the fun live and keep the discussions going about these shows. Join the community, the Google Plus community, to find us on Facebook, lots of other great places to touch base with us. If you're listening to the audio podcast, thank you for your support on the audio podcast. Please give us some ratings on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, give us some rankings, but even all your downloads and stuff like that, help promote the podcast and spread that to more and more people too. So thank you to everyone that's been listening to the podcast all season. And sorry for some of the podcasts have been reaction videos, so there's long pauses of nothing where you just anticipate what I'm going to say. So, But no, you guys not, listening to the audio podcast means so fucking much to me too. So thank you to everyone that's checked out the Westworld coverage all season. We'll be back. I'll be back for some awesome some, – uh, I cannot wait to be back for some off-season stuff. But everybody in the live motherfucking chat, we got Dakota. You might have missed it, Dakota, but I can't, I'm going to slow the brakes down to say hi to you because you're fucking amazing. And I love Dakota. One of our, one of my favorite of the live motherfucking chat, like all of you, but uh, Dakota huge support for giving us huge support. And uh, I'm going to stop here and say, Hey, motherfucker. I mean that in the positive motherfucker way. Like, like, I hope you get to fuck some mothers in like good ways, no. <laughs> but no, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Kiyote, enjoy the rest. Says, enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you for helping us pass the time at work, Phil. I'm glad to even help help you guys a little bit get past and go through your work day a little bit quicker. That's honestly makes me feel as happy as I possibly can because I know as well as well that you just sometimes you're just looking for looking for bullshit to help the day go by. So thank you so much for everyone that's checking out and all the support that you guys give. And if you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. And if you haven't already and you're subscribed to us make sure you hit that little follow button as well so you can get updates when we go live anytime or when we upload videos. There's some problems going on right now with YouTube with uploading and posting videos and like a lot of people, a lot of channels, a lot bigger than me are losing subscribers uh every time people post There's like a whole bunch of hinky shit going on in the youtube algorithm and all that fucking crap right now so if you guys are supporting us listen to us make sure you're subscribed to us and share the channel and help spread the word huge love to everybody out there and all the people that are out there promoting us special to special love to carmine and Devin who are out there always uh pushing us and johnny johnny the irish wildling walking david and all tony and all of our closest uh closest uh channels out there that are out there uh helping us out and promoting us a lot so thank you to everybody and thank you to all the people in the live fucking chat okay if there's anything i know how to do it's say goodbye for 20 minutes so so why don't i just thank you broke
1: thank you broke
0: And anyone that's interested, Joe and I will be streaming the Vikings episode on uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow night, Wednesday the... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Wednesday the 7th. So, uh, because I have, because again, I have to get up early the next morning, so does Joe, so we're not going to be able to do a podcast afterwards. So again, we're going to do a live streaming watch. Joe will actually be in the house, in the other room, sitting on the couch, doing our Beavis and Butthead thing. So uh, so if you guys are curious and want to join us for the live Vikings on the East Coast, please join us for that. Otherwise, I'll be back on Sunday evening after the Walking Dead season finale with, I think, The Walking David will be joining me. Uh, if not, I'll be by me lonesome. So please come and join us. And let me find some fucking music to play so I don't shut the fuck up anymore. <laughs> I just need to shut the fuck up. Talk to you guys next time. Later. Play the music, you asshole. No, put, play the fucking music, you son of a fuck.
1: Shop of fail, of a fuck up, shop fuck shop fail, Shuffle, 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 Shop love, fuck out, pants. Shop love, out,
2: pants.
1: Shop love, fuck out, pants. Shop love, out,
2: pants.
1: Shop love, out, pants. Shop love,
2: out, pants.